and welcome back fourth and long fans it's your 40 correspondent coach donnie hess here back with another donnie's disposals aflw player chat and ladies and gentlemen you know i'm a swans fan have a connection so i thought let's find another swans swans player to talk to and today we have the awesome defender from the sydney swans miss brianna tarrant brianna thank you for joining me today yeah thanks for having me this is super exciting all right. Well, I, I there's one thing I have to say right now. I would definitely switch you places right now because it looks fantastic down where you are right now. I'm sitting at probably something like negative three Celsius right now here in the lovely Des Moines, Iowa, at negative four as I, as I check my phone nice and quick. So I would switch places with you very, very quickly for sure. So now that we've done our weather part of the podcast, I always like starting my podcast office. We all know you're a footy player. We all know this is this is a footy podcast, but I kind of like knowing a little bit about the person behind footy. So I thought, tell us a little bit about yourself outside of the game of footy. Yeah, so um, look, I'm whatever. I'm a, always been a diehard sports person. Um, did just about any sport under the sun when I went through school. Um, I'm fortunate I've actually just come back to my, you know, homegrown family home um I grew up um in sort of a you might know maybe not um the area of the Blue Mountains um in New South Wales um lovely part of Australia uh so I've ducked back, back there that's where I grew up um not at all a place of AFL uh no one I went to school with maybe five people that played AFL out of a thousand um and yeah other than that, we um not not a very big AFL area. Um, grew up doing dancing, netball, swimming, uh, triathlons. Um, yeah, that was sort of all the stuff I was really deep in. And then probably at about the age of fourteen, I um watched an AFL game, um, a men's game, and there was a what well, there was a she ended up being one of my friends, but a girl playing in the team, and that sort of sparked my interest. Awesome, awesome. So, so you kind of you might have already answered it. What would you say is your earliest footballing memory? Um. Oh, I mean, like that's what got me into the game. Um. But I'd say my first footballing memory was probably walking around the local shops and seeing a bright pink pair of footy boots, um, that I was obsessed with and. Um, trying to convince mum to let me buy them and let me play. And um, fortunately, I ended up with that pair of pink football boots. So that's probably my earliest. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Great. Love it. Rocking the pink boots for sure. So so I, yeah. I got to ask this. I mean, you're still in the middle of your career right now. What's your favorite part about playing the sport of footy? Uh, I think that it's always different. You know, one game from another, whether it's win or loss, like, you know, you get a different story, you get a different outcome, you know, things happen that you remember out of every single game. Um, you know, I mean, I've been playing now for about seven years, maybe eight years, and I'd remember almost all my games of footy, you know, from some sort of circumstance that happened in a certain quarter. But, um, yeah, I guess obviously there's lots of different things. You can be really creative. It's almost like a work of art when it's done properly. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. It definitely is for sure. And being an American who got into the sport a little bit later, as I see the professional sports, it it is a work of art. It is beautiful when, when it is played at, at its purest for sure. So I think I know the answer. In fact, I know I know the answer, but I got to ask, what is your club that you used to support as a kid? Uh, actually, the Sydney Swans. I've been obsessed um loved adam goods back in the days he was my idol um the way he stood up for himself and his race and all that sort of stuff and just this player he was he was so strong and moved so swiftly um but yeah i've been a swans fan my whole life obviously moved to melbourne to the demons and i had to support them while i was there but i've always had a i've always had a soft spot for the d's so I, I it, there's no problem with that at all, especially playing on the team. In fact, you actually with a great transition for me is that let's let's go back to draft night. I mean, you were you were as a New South Wales girl, you get drafted to the Melbourne Demons. So I got to ask, what was that first emotion when you heard your name being called to Melbourne? And then second, what what was your family's reaction and who had the best reaction to finding out you were drafted? You know what? There's actually a video. Um when my name gets called out and it went viral in Australia. It was quite hilarious um, when I got drafted because I was in the middle of my um, end of school, like exams mm -hmm. that everyone did. So you sit one for every single um, like class you take mm -hmm. um, when you're in school. And I was sort of in the middle of studying for my last um, exam no, my second last exam with all my school friends and I was in the library and um, went through the draft numbers and then my name got called out and I screamed in the library. Um, and like, I, went to, <laughs> I went to school in the Blue Mountains as well and where, where my school's based is like surrounded by bush. Um, so the librarian naturally thought that there might have been some sort of snake or something. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's it's... It's around. Um, the video's around somewhere. Um, I will have to have you send me that video. I'm trying to find. I think I saw it on YouTube, and I wanted to find it, and I can't find it. So if you see, if you find it, send it to yeah. me in our in our Insta in our Instagram message because I I think I've seen. I think I saw it on YouTube, but I didn't get a chance to click on it. So so that that is awesome. So so what was your parents' reactions when they found out? Yeah, well, I mean, my whole family was sort of tuning into the draft the whole day because it went for quite a long time because the draft that year was longer because there were four new teams coming in when mm -hmm. I was drafted. But Sydney wasn't in the league at the time. Um, so, and there were only a few teams at that stage. There were 14 teams coming in. So mm -hmm. I'd probably been sitting on that draft for maybe four hours oh, and obviously... Boy. Yeah, sitting there waiting and then obviously got called out and after I had my <laughs> had my moment with the in the library, I think um yeah. I probably had mum and dad were quite emotional about it. My brother didn't seem to care too much. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Nice. Well done. Good on you. Good awesome. on you. Nice job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We, yeah. Oh, don't you so, love the siblings? Don't you love the siblings? All right. Uh, I'm all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to this next one. This is this is one of my favorite ones because I've had fun asking this question. I'm gonna give you a chance to humble brag here. What's your biggest accomplishment as a footballer so far? Um yeah, that's I've I've had some 
I've had some like nice accomplishments and it's hard to sort of put a finger down on which one it is exactly. But I think other than, you know, that getting drafted and, you know, becoming a, a footballer, obviously the the opportunity to have played, you know, on Adelaide Oval in a prelim final, I'd say was pretty, pretty amazing. Um you know, with some really big names in the league, like Daisy Pierce and um, Anne Hatchard and the big names. And I was fortunate enough to play in that game as well. So I think, again, to pump the tyres up, <laughs> um, I think that's probably one other than the, you know, making the AFLW and stuff like that. All right. So, so here's the reason that I loved asking this question is that is the previous, the previous people that I've talked to, they all did team. So you're the first one to actually do your own personal one. So I, I, I wanted to see how many it would take before I finally got a, for, for somebody finally said something that they did. So I appreciate that. So that that's a lot of fun. So, so we'll go, we'll go to this. I mean, I know you're from new South Wales and you were a Swan supporter, but was that the biggest reason you decided to come back to the Sydney Swans or was there something else? You know what, to be honest, it actually wasn't. I think, you know, I'd always thought, you know, and my dream was always to play for the Sydney Swans and, you know, play in the colours that I supported as it's everyone's dream to play for the team that they support. But, um, you know, when you go to a, a new team, when you're in a very successful team at, at the demons it's sort of like what's what's best for my footy career or like you know how where am I gonna best learn am I gonna I mean I'm always gonna learn new things at either at any club um but it's like what's what's best in the moment and I really was sort of like oh I could stay at Melbourne and you know potentially make a grand final again this year and you know make finals in the next few years or do I come to Sydney and help set up or help become part of like the very first and I guess help the team that I support when they do a lot for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, yeah, there was a lot of contributing factors, but again, like I'd moved straight out of home to Melbourne once I finished school. It was sort of two days after I finished school that I was in, you know, moved out of home and it was, I don't know, I think I was just keen to be around family again as well. So many different factors it wasn't easy yeah and in 100 and, and the other thing too is with you with you unfortunately still not being full-time professional and again i'm many people that have listened to my podcast know when i do my aflw i i harp and complain and i mean i sit here and and suck as much as i can that you ladies deserve to be full-time athletes so you have a huge ally here but it's not that simple. It's not simple as I just want to go to this because I want to play there. There's job, there's life, there's family and all that stuff. So it, I, I think that's the other reason why I liked asking that question, just because there is more to just football to many of these decisions, especially with the expansions, because it's just not as simple yeah. and so dry as that. So I got to ask this. I want to go into the change rooms a little bit. Do you have a best mate at the club? Um, I think I'm a bit of like a floater. I sort of float around all the, I didn't want to, you know, deliberately float to one person or, you know, become attached to one person that it creates a bit of a, you know, an environment where everyone has their person or their group and then everyone becomes isolated. It's not good for the footy field, but um, I don't know. I think there's some 
in terms of characters that are good to hang around that I'd probably float to more often than not. Uh, you know, the names like Bella Smith, obviously she's a, she's a funny character to be around. Um, obviously like Brooke Lachlan's got a wealth of knowledge. It's fun. It's good learning off her. And um, I'd probably say those two really, but there's definitely a lot of other people that I'd go and, you know, spend some time with. Well, and, and, I, can, and I can tell even, even in some of the videos and stuff like that, you, you're, surprisingly for having such a short time together you were a very tight-knit group it was very much a family i could tell that i remember hearing one of the interviews with scott gallant with coach gallants and he was like he was he i think he was surprised how quickly all of of you guys started interacting with each other like some of the new south wales girls with some of the vflws and then yourself brooke lachlan and maddie collier being the experienced girls how quickly everybody kind of gelled and how it kind of became like much more it was easy for everybody to get along. So I think he was very happy yeah. that for putting a group together and throwing it kind of together in 10 weeks and not having a ton of time, you guys gelled really quickly. So, I, and I could tell on the field, you guys were really, really um, such a tight knit group that I think that was, so I, it's just a fun question sometimes for me to yeah, ask. I think, so. Yeah. I think we, we knew it had to happen. We couldn't, you know, we had to get along mm -hmm. well because of obviously the season moved forward you know there's been two seasons in one year and it moved forward and we had such limited time but we had a serious like so much support behind us and you know different coaching methods and people that came in and you know sort of helped I guess move that along as well so it wasn't just you know us linking arms together and boom we're, we're best mates it was a lot of support behind it obviously a lot of girls had done a lot to get into the team or you know move and all that sort of stuff as well so we all kind of we're like oh it's another piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. no 100 percent understand and i love it so we'll, we'll we'll stay on that what was the room like i mean it, it, as you kind of said you're a floater it, it was the room where every everybody kind of intermixed with each other was it one, was it one of those that you had your groups of the jokers the fun people the kind of how was the locker room would you say i think like everyone talks to everyone which is nice and you know even when we go away or we're in the teams or when we're playing like everyone gets along really really well um although I know a lot of the Victorian girls live with each other up in mm -hmm. Sydney so naturally they get along with each other a bit better because they live with each other but um no I think it's been like because I think they said 80% of our team moved mm -hmm. to Sydney so not many of them were ended up being from New South Wales but um yeah, I think there definitely are people that hang closer to certain people. Um, but yes, you often see groups merging together and or people coming together and talking very often. So that's that's great. And again, it, it's you're, you you guys are setting up the building blocks for for a young team, which which is great to see. And as, as I told you in the instant message, I watched every single game. I had to wake up early for a few of them. I, I kid you not. I was up for a few of those games at 1 a.m. to watch your games. I do the same thing with the men. And I said, I didn't care what the result was. I just wanted to watch. I just wanted to support you, support you ladies. In fact, I will send you an instant message that I think is something really, really cool. I'll, I'll tell you about it a little bit later, not on the podcast. I'll tell you something really, really cool that the Swan, that the Swans actually did uh, with a tweet of mine. So um, many of my I podcasters have heard it. So. Yeah, right. Yep. So no, our, 
Alrighty. So I want to, I want to go to this. Uh, this was one of the coolest videos I, I got to see. Let's go back to the first night that you guys, that you ladies got to train on the SCG. Describe to me the emotions going through you, especially as a Swans fan, you got to walk through the race. You got greeted by Tom Harley, the CEO. You got greeted by Dane Rampey, one of the captains of the team. And then you got to walk on the field through the guard of honor, through the men's players. How cool was that? And and did you get a chance to talk to any of the men's players as you before you got to train? Uh, I mean, unfortunately, we didn't get to speak to any of the men's players before we trained because it was basically just straight on and start training. But um, yeah, it was. It's honestly like such a crazy experience. Like I've been from New South Wales. Like I went to so many Swans games. As you know, when I was into footy and you know sitting in the stands and being on the ground it was you know standing there and I was looking to every seat that I sat in, in the ground and being like well, I watched a game from there and now I'm on this ground and like my dad's a massive like cricket head mm-hmm. so obviously you know he's wanted to play on the SCG so like so badly and obviously he never got the opportunity and I did but um yeah I guess standing on the SCG one of the only real natural, you know, professional sporting grounds in Australia now, you know, um, it was just, you know, the dreams just kept coming true this year. <laughs> um, but, you know, having even like Tom Harley and, and Dane Rampey and that say that the club is one, the club is full, their hearts are full, like we're a big family just made, the again, it just made everything feel so, you know, nothing was off to the side. It was all 100% in. Um, yeah, it made our cups so full. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. And, and, I, and I told Alicia Newman when I talked with her, I said, seeing Montana Ham give a sneaky, little cheeky little look over at Buddy as she walked by Buddy was one of the funniest <laughs> parts. I, I watched that uh, video several times and just the cheeky, she gives that cheeky little, holy <laughs> crap, that's Buddy look. So I, I absolutely yeah. love that. It was absolutely fantastic. And I still laugh because I, I have a screensaver of the picture that you took with the men's team. And the part I laugh the most about is that Wicks, Errol Goulden, and I think Logan McDonald are all looking away from the camera as the picture <laughs> is taken. And I crack up so badly every time I see it because it's like they're all looking to the right. If you look at it, they're all looking just to the angle. They're not looking at the camera. It's absolutely cracks me up every time oh, I see it. it. Is- so. <laughs> I know the photo. <laughs> all righty. So, so that, that was a great moment. But, but here's the other one that I absolutely loved. First home game at North Sydney Oval. Yes. Sold out. Red and white everywhere. Absolutely nuts. Gets to play in that game. How cool was that running out knowing you were wearing the Swans jumper and you were playing for points as the first ever Swans team? Bloody, oh my gosh. It's, it was, again, like, I don't, have you ever been to an AFL game before? I have not. That yeah. is on my bucket list to get to, get to Australia. I have not, but it, it is on my bucket list. And if I go, I'm coming when I can see both a men's and a women's game, if possible. Yeah. You know, like, the, the atmosphere at a men's game is insane because it's there's so many people and they're always chanting and even the smallest good things that happen. And, you know, being to many AFLW games as either a supporter or as a player, um, there was no game quite like North Sydney Oval. And 
there were 8,000 people there from what I remember. And the roar at that ground was just like being at a men's game, which again, you couldn't really zone into it too much when you're, Mm -hmm. you know, getting up down there in the back line, but just hearing even some of the people just behind you, like supporting you and saying your name and you're far out. Like this is, this is no better feeling. And even the patience that all the fans have, like, no, we didn't win, but there's just this overwhelming amount of support for us. And it really like that one night just really encapsulates our whole season from our supporters. And I absolutely loved it watching it. And again, I'm, I'm, 13,000 kilometers away again I'm watching this but I loved seeing all the fans get the autographs and and chat with the girls get selfies like yeah that was fantastic to see like that was cool for me because if I would have been there I'd have been I'd have been trying the same thing getting autographs getting selfies talking because I just wanted you ladies to see that you're supported is it is it perfect? Did, did did we have the same enthusiasm the entire year? No, but I was just excited for you guys to experience that, and I know it's still coming. And I think the Swans, the Swans supporters, are really want to be there for you. And we can't wait for the we can't wait to to see you ladies again next year. So we'll we'll go kind of to to more of the daily stuff. Um, I like finding out, again as we kind of said, you are not full time professional. So what's kind of your typical day? during the season, say a training day, what's your kind of your typical day? Uh, yeah, I guess it sort of, it sort of varies on the, on the day because I sort of work part-time as well outside of, um, being a football player. But I think the one good thing that happens with COVID is that remote working still exists. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm fairly lucky that I get from home four days a week. Um, so yeah, a lot of the time it's, you know, working in the morning, early afternoon, and then jumping in the car over to training and, um, you know, then doing all the, you know, the extra gym work, the touch sessions, you know, trying to get, you know, those extra few hands on the footy than what your opposition is. Um, and then, yeah, getting into training and sort of a late night home some nights, other nights, you know, I might've had the day off or it was a morning training session and you kind of get the rest of the afternoon to go to the beach we've got you know some nice beaches nearby our training ground so um yeah it sort of depends on whether you're working or not but um yeah sort of had a fairly good good environment this year you know between work and football and and the balance good good that's great to hear and and again at least that's the one thing that covid working at home is that it, it gives you a little bit more flexibility definitely especially with you guys having to play two seasons in one year is got to be a little bit hectic. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go to this is again, you're, you're relatively young in your career. Um, uh, was there a player that you kind of model your game after? Um, yeah, look, she's a, she's a former teammate of mine. And I think, you know, my game styles probably is likely to change in the next few seasons, but especially this year and years before I've always looked up to, um, Libby Birch mm-hmm. again like she was she was a former teammate of mine at Melbourne and um, you know I roomed with her once or twice you know when we were traveling interstate for you know away games and stuff like that and the way she sort of would wrap her arms around me as you know someone you know the only real New South Welshman living in Victoria in that team she really sort of you know made sure I 
was enjoying the club and felt like there was good support around me. And then obviously the way she plays is really exceptional. She's such a calm defender and, um, yeah, something, obviously something that any, you know, defender wants in their game is to just be able to be cool, calm and collected when the, when the ball's heading your way. So and definitely Libby. She is a very good one to model your game after. And I saw, I see, a, I see a little bit of that in you for sure. In the games that I watched, I, I, you may not feel like it, but you seemed really cool, calm and collected at times back there when you had some fun games. So compliment, compliment from somebody that watched a lot, all your games this year, you've got a lot of that there. And I really loved how calm you were in kind of some crazy situations for sure. Um, just coming from me. So as a defender, this is going to be a fun one. Who's your toughest opponent that you've ever played on? Yeah, I was, I was trying to think of who I felt was the toughest when, um, when you sent out that question and I was sort of like, there's, it, it's really tough because, you know, a lot of the time I was playing against, like my direct opposition was taller than me, but I reckon I struggled more against the shorter players like Chloe Shear mm-hmm. because they move so well, they're a little bit more agile, but just her hand-eye ability and just how well she reads the footy was something that sort of caught me off guard a little bit more, you know, when you're playing on, you know, a lot like taller players like Emma King at North Melbourne, for example, like I've just got to try and get the ball away from her arms Whereas Chloe, like with Chloe, you know, she's moving so much more. She's got to read the footy and get in a really good position with her body that it was actually harder to judge. Yeah, I can definitely. Uh, I'd probably say like someone like Chloe. Yeah, she was, she was definitely, she definitely gave you guys, gave you guys a, a ton of headaches in that game for sure unfortunately so we 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 won't focus on this one very long i I don't want to focus on this one okay last season again was it was it everything we wanted no but kind of what were your thoughts and then do you have any goals coming off of this year for next year yeah i mean like you know at the start of the season you know we're focusing a lot on winning you know winning games and stuff like that and then we kind of realised that we're focusing on it too much and we forgot that we, you know, that's the end result, that there's a lot of stuff you've got to do before you get that, you know, that end result. Um, so I guess, you know, there's a lot of things we need to touch up on that's that's inevitable, you know, to, you know, be competitive with a lot of other teams. Um, I think a lot of it's just finding consistency in our work rate, you know, just making sure that, you know, we will have patches where we have the momentum and we've got to really grasp that and, you know, work with it and really punish other teams. But, you know, when, and of course, the opposition's always going to get momentum, whether they're, you know, at the top of the ladder or coming last. And we've got to be able to sort of limit their opportunities and just sort of be able to embrace what oppositions give. Yeah. I think just being really adaptable and, yeah, just, you know, working really hard consistently. Yeah, I 100%. Again, I I still say this was so much more of a success than some people. I don't look at wins and losses with everything that you with everything that you had to deal with this year. Shortened season, putting a team together in, in New South Wales, traveling, everything like that. There there's a ton of positives to come off of. So, I I, I smile every time I watch I watch the games because I didn't look at the results. I just wanted to see was there progression. And for me, I saw many, many a progression. So we'll 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 jump we'll jump to the next. What do you think was the biggest challenge this year for you personally? Uh, 
for me personally, um, I mean, I guess I was sort of, you know, a bit unfortunate, had a few like niggles in terms of like just a bit sore coming off last season. Um, I guess, you know, only 11 of us played an AFLW season earlier this year. A lot mm. of girls came out of fell and I guess, you know, with the competitive team that Melbourne was, naturally I finished that season very, very sore, even if I didn't play in that grand final. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, obviously moving to Sydney, I was naturally just fairly sore in different areas and that would sort of, you know, my calf would get sore at one training session and the next it's my back and then the next it's my shoulder and then, you know, something like that. And I think that and then, you know, I had a few mental challenges. I, you know, I rescued a dog when I was in Melbourne and I had to put her down at the start of the season. And, um, yeah, just a lot of battles. But I think it, it created a lot of resilience. So I'm all the more better for it now. But it was definitely a challenge in pre-season. I had a bit of a disrupted pre-season. Yeah, and I can understand that again. It, it's it, it's always tough to, to transition from that and the move and everything like that. So, um I'll I'll ask you as a person do you do you feel that the progression do you think this year Swans team was a success? I'd definitely say it was. Like even again, like to to look on the positive side of things, like we did progress. Um, and you know while we don't have any you know points on the board yet, still um, we're still waiting for that that final piece you know is a win but you know we sort of we did develop a really good team that you know connects really really well um and you know we've got really really good resources in you know Tom Harley you know he's always down helping us train and Nick Davis as well former Swan he's always helping us out with training and our coaching group has so much care for us and just you know we've got sort of a really big family and I'd say it was definitely successful that we do have the right people around us um and you know obviously we're moving into some new facilities that are amazing (laughs) um you know at the end of this month so yeah it's it's only going to go even further upwards from here I, I sure, sure hope so. So one, one, one more before I get to some of the supporter questions, I have several supporters who wanted to throw out some questions. I, I wanted to ask this is we've all seen, I think many of the swans, we saw the videos again, like we said at North Sydney, Oval, all the, all the, the selfies and the, in the autographs, did you have a real, a fan interaction that sticks out in your mind? Yeah. Again, I had another, I had another deep, you know, think about this because uh, you know, I had some really good support even at Melbourne. As a Sydney sider in Melbourne, I had some really good support from Melbourne fans down there. But um, I've actually got to say that the Sydney fans are so hard to, you know, put my, you know, put my finger down on who was absolutely amazing. We had some really good, you know, podcast groups as well, like um, the Herway podcast. Abby, she's a young, I don't even know how old she is. She's very young. Mm-hmm. She's been really great supporting us. But actually former, you know, I moved away from the Melbourne Demons to come back to Sydney to play for my dream club. And the support from some of those Demon fans to me while I was playing in Sydney was quite memorable. Like I had, you know, some of the Demon Army supporters messaging me just saying like, we love the way you're playing. We love 
where you're going. It's just a shame that it's in different colours, but there's still so much support from those Melbourne fans um, that I just have to highlight. Not not a bad thing. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you one. I've, I've got a very good friend of mine, Ali Collette, who's a very good friend of mine. And she reached out to me when she found out you were moving to Sydney. And she goes, do me a favor, Donnie. She says, support her and take care of her because she's a good one. And I go, we will do. We will definitely take care of her. So you were definitely, there were many, many, a D, there were a few D's fans that I'm very good friends with that they were very, they were sad to see you go, but they were happy that you found a place that you, you were going to be successful. So, and I, I reached out to Allie towards the end of the season. I went, Allie, I said, legitimately, I love Brianna's game. She's so much fun to watch. She's so cool, calm and collected back there. I love her game think i i'm sorry she's not in these colors but i'm so happy she's in swan's colors and she gave me like heart emojis back so she was very happy so so when Allie hears this she'll be happy she gets the shout out so i i know exactly what you're talking about the d's the d's fans that i know of they, they miss you but they're happy that you were that you came up and you had a chance to play and be successful so so she's in tears she's in tears but yeah, we absolutely I mean, love i'm that. i'm so glad <laughs> There's, hey, there's yeah, not, no, there's I'm, not a problem I mean, with I've, that. Yeah, I mean, look, I before I even started in the AFLW, you know, you've, you've got the team that you support, which obviously for me was the Swans, but there's always a team that you have such a soft spot for that you, you know, wouldn't mind playing for. And to me, that was Melbourne. That still is Melbourne. I love that club. I love what they're doing and... You know, when I look back to my career, I'm going to be so excited and to tell people that I played for two teams that I just adore is something you really want to be able to talk about. Definitely. And you'd be very proud because you, you, you represent both very, very well. So let's, let's jump to it. I've got some supporter questions and some of these, I cannot wait to hear the answer to. Um, I don't know if you know him, Zane red and white, who he does, he does characters. In fact, one of his first females was Cynthia Hamilton and she, she loved his yep. early work. Zane Red and White sends sends this one. He goes, with you still being a young player, he wants to know how did you how did you manage um being as a young player with a ton of experience? How did you manage balance between being a leader and still progressing as in your playing career? I think, yeah, I and like obviously like I think the coaches obviously, you know, wanted me to be able to show or, you know, use what I learned to Melbourne being such a good program to come out of um but yeah like I came to the club being 20 years old and I only just turned 21 and I think you know as a 21 year old I didn't want to get you know put leadership you know at the forefront it was something that you know I hope to one day be a leader in the club you know whether that's in the leadership team or not but just being able to sort of help guide some of those newer girls like Ella Heads and um, who else? Alana Woodward, Maddie Collier, those girls in the background, just be able to sort of help them out by just being calm. Like it's not easy playing in the back line. And um, yeah, I guess to be able to add that level of calmness, I think help those girls out, just be able to execute their roles. Um, but from a leadership side, I think I just had to put it aside and just, figure out what I'm good at and just do what I'm good at and not worry about my weaknesses and just play all to my strengths and sort of take those girls along with me. 
just in the way that I play. I guess it was sort of, yeah, leadership through my actions, not through my words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leader by example. And, and you did a, you did a wonderful job for, for sure on that one. So, so we'll, we'll go to, we'll go to Mark here. What, what was your inspiration to play footy and was it a hard decision to join the Swans? Definitely wasn't a hard decision to join the, the Swans <laughs> other than obviously you know, playing in the red and white was always a dream, but Again, like it was deciding whether or not I wanted to leave the, you know, the successful team of Melbourne to join a brand new team that, you know, when you join a new team, they're either going to be super successful or not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you get the in-between, but, you know, it was, I don't regret the decision at all. Like it is hard. It's, I'm still supporting Melbourne going through the final series right now. Mm-hmm. And wanting to be there so badly, but I don't regret being part of the inaugural Swans team at all. Um, what was the start of the question? Uh, is you, so, what was your inspiration to play footy? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, aside from, you know, seeing women run around in men's teams when I was younger, you know, under 14 years of age, watching those girls, I think it was, you know, I'd been playing netball and, and you know, I was dancing and I was... I was either playing women, like female dominated sports or individual sports. And I guess I sort of wanted to tackle something that was different. Mm-hmm. Um, something that not a lot of people in my area, especially, you know, really did. Um, and I guess, yeah, that was, yeah, aside from all the amazing women that, you know, played before me and, in those men's teams, I think it was just, yeah, really being able to try something different that I really didn't know anything about. All right. I love this one. Lachlan is one of my friends on Twitter and I absolutely love him. He goes, how good is Cynthia Hamilton? Uh, she's a legend. I I love Chi. Um, we call her Chi around the club. She's, she's such a funny character. Like she talks to everyone. She's, such a you know she just goes a hundred percent at everything watching her play um you know before we even drafted her scott gowan showed me a, a video of her taking this crazy mark in like our national series and i was like she is going to lead by example she is going to be so so good for our team and she's going to be inspiring from the get-go and obviously she did that so yeah she's amazing cynthia yeah, it was it was funny. I saw a video just before the draft of it was kind of her draft AFLW video, and like they just kept showing she would go so hard at the footy and tackle so hard. I'm like, she's gonna be a fan favorite before she even puts oh, yeah. a jersey on if people see these videos, and I could tell she was. And then the fact that she has her helmet and she hands her helmet out, and then not even two days later, the young girl that she gave the helmet to puts out a TikTok, like either a TikTok or a Twitter video saying, I want to be Cynthia Hamilton when I grow up. I was like, boom, <laughs> fan favorite without even having to do very much. So it, it, so I was, I was not surprised somebody asked that question, but I 100% agree. She absolutely was fantastic to watch this year. I love this from, Con- I love this from Connie. You're a Swans fan, so you know all about this. What do you think of the Bloods culture? And how do you think it, would do you think it influenced the team this year? Oh, I could it influenced us so much. Like the the bloods culture, I think you there's so much more to it than what this what 
the supporters even know about it. Like the supporters are completely on the right track with it, but there's so much more to it within the club. <clears throat> you know, it's the Bloods culture and learning about it and being inducted into it by the men's team was sort of just just the start of it. Um, obviously being reeled into it and playing our game just to the Bloods culture was, I think, something that you know, helped us progress and helped us become successful in, you know, a season where we didn't win any games. But, you know, you could, as a Swans, you know, obviously used to watch the Swans and um, that, like, I definitely say the way we played was to the Bloods culture. Yeah, 100% agree with you. So I, I, have, I have this great one. There's a great podcast, a, a Swans podcast called Bevy of Bloods, and they sent me a couple of them. So I'm going to ask you them. Have you seen the new Hall of Industries? Have you been inside of it? And then he wants to know if you can get any of the fans' tours yet. <laughs> I actually, I, they have done a few tours. I didn't do any of them. I'm sort of waiting for the final reveal, but I've seen some photos and I've heard about it from my teammates who have done the tours and they said it's absolutely amazing. Um, as for tours, I don't. I would assume they will be doing tours because why not? The place is amazing. It is also mm-hmm. considered a community centre, so um, I would say they will be doing tours. I don't even think I need to get you into them. <laughs> well, I will. I will let. I will definitely let them know that that uh, to, to keep an eye out on that one. So um, I, I love this one, and, and especially because you talked about it a lot in, in a couple of previous questions. How do the D's and the Swans differ in club style? Yeah, I think, you know, not all. I think obviously they have their different cultures um, that obviously like largely set them aside. I think with... It's really hard to say. I think obviously the Swans play a lot off their history and they share their history and all that sort of stuff. Obviously Melbourne have, you know, popped up and won a premiership recently. And um, yeah, like they both, both clubs play off so much heart. I'm sure every club plays off so much heart, but I think oh, it's, it's really hard. They're really quite similar, even though like obviously – you know, our women's team is so new. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also hard to tell because now that, yeah, obviously I was with Melbourne largely through the COVID period. So we were severely isolated from the men's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we shared the same facilities, we weren't allowed in there at the same time as each group. So, you know, it sort of felt a little bit isolating, but that wasn't any of the club's fault. They wanted mm-hmm. us to be around each other but it just couldn't happen because of COVID um, obviously now that we're out of COVID like you know I'll be walking around the club and you know Isaac Heaney walks past Buddy walks past you know all those men's players walk past and it's sort of obviously we can do it a bit more now because obviously Australia's mostly open mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah I, I can't really put a finger on it um, other than obviously Melbourne has both teams very very successful in the finals and Obviously, we're getting there. Obviously, the Swans have been largely successful for a long period of time. But, yeah, I, I couldn't put a finger on it. 
Yeah, that one's especially considering with with your time there, maybe a tiny bit of a little bit of a different situation. It'd be interesting to find out what like because I, I've heard from some players that sometimes what the Swans did was very much encompassing of everybody. Sometimes the women's clubs are kind of they're kind of don't argue it away a little bit from what I've heard. Again, I don't know specifically. I'm just I'm going off interviews and stuff that I've heard. So uh, last question from the bevies. Which player, man or woman, is your favorite of all time? Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously, I've always looked up to Adam Goods, but he sort of retired fairly early on in my uh, footy career. Um, I guess, oh, there's there's way too, there's probably, I'd say there's probably a good, maybe like three or four. Like, obviously, I love Adam Goods. You know, I love watching how much of like a, a tough person Isaac Heaney is, but then being able to play along Libby Birch and Daisy Pierce is just so inspiring. And the person that Daisy is and how she leads that team is just, it's, I don't know, you can't put words to it. It's just so fascinating. I got, I got, there's only one and it encompasses Adam and Daisy Pierce and that's legend. 100% agree. Absolute, absolute legend. So we, we've, we've done with that. I got to ask some fun ones. And this one for me, I, I got to ask this because I've heard, I know the Hamilton sisters are both Swan supporters. I think Maddie Collier is, and you, yeah. who's the biggest Swans Nuffy on this, on the Swans women's team? Who's the biggest, who's the biggest Swans fan? You might be surprised by this, but um, Alana Woodward. Okay. She, so she's from Victoria, or she's come up from Victoria. She's played for both Richmond and St Kilda. Um, but, you know, at the start of the season, I found out that when she was a kid, she was a massive Swans fan. And obviously before she made it in the AFLW, she was a big Swans fan and she her family was in the, you know, was, was Swans fans and everything like that. So I think, yeah, Alana Woodward, a little, you know, come from behind. <laughs> Come out of nowhere. I love it. Absolutely. Cause I know, I know the Hamilton sisters. I know that I think they did a story on it and I, I knew you were from New South Wales. And then I know Maddie Collier is also a new South is also from New South Wales. Yeah. So I, I had seen some, but I, I wasn't sure. And I, and I think I've heard, what was it? I think Alicia Newman told me her father is a huge Swans fan. So she's, she's a doggy supporter, but she, her father was a Swans fan. So it's, it's very interesting to hear yeah. how many, how many Swans fans are are actually on the team. So that's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. So I'm gonna let you have some fun here. Okay. I'm going to install you as the AFLW Sydney Swans list manager for the day. You can bring in any, you can bring in any player from the league. There are no restrictions. One player who's going to join the bloods and why. Uh, oh, oh no! Um, uh, no pressure. No think? pressure. <laughs> you know what? I merely just said straight to the gun, Daisy Pierce. <laughs> but I know we've already got really good leaders. So, who else would I bring in? Actually, she's a ton of fun. Also, former teammate Gabby Colvin. Mm-hmm. So she played at all this season with the ACL, but she is, she's a loose cannon. She's so funny. That's awesome. That That is awesome. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to see that. That'd be interesting to see her there. So 
Alrighty. So I've, I've done some word associate. I've done some word associations before, but I'm going to change this a little bit. So you've been through a full season. So I want to ask first teammate that comes to mind when I say this, who's the team mom? Hey mom. Uh, a lot of women. All right. All right. Who's yeah. the fun? Who's the funniest? Who's the biggest joker of the group? Oh, there's already Sarah Skinner. All righty. The Sarah. All right, the toughest. Definitely Cynthia Hamilton. Yeah, especially um, she had that she had that black eye and continued did not want to stop. That was awesome. Yes. All right, social butterfly. Uh, oh, maybe I've got two on my mind. Um. I'm going to say Bridie Kennedy. Okay. All right. Most emotional. <laughs> uh, I really said me. Um, <laughs> uh, who would be the most emotional? Actually, I'm going to say me. <laughs> all right. All right. Who's the quirkiest? Quirkiest. Probably also Sarah Skinner. All right. Have you have you had a chance to have anybody cook? Who's the best cook of the group? Uh Tian Kavanaugh. She makes some really good sweets and brings me to the club. All right. And last last but not least, most likely to come fashionably late. Huh. Um fashionably late. No fault of her own because she works really long hours, but Sarah Ford. Okay. All right. That, that, that's a good, that's a good little group there. That's fantastic. All right. So we're, we're going to take you out of player mode just a little bit. As, as I kind of told you, I have not been to Australia. It's on my bucket list. I plan on coming. I know Alicia Newman even said she wants me to come out and watch, watch a game for sure. So I'm going to put, put your fan yeah. hat on for just a bit. When you go to the footy, what's your favorite food to have at the footy? I mean, I never took my fan hat off, but <laughs> you, I, it's going to be a meat pie. You're not uh, a footy fan if you have a meat pie at the footy. I, I, I have, I, I did, I did a fan interview series with, with some Australians and actually I've caught a few that are vegan. So they can't, so they can't have, a, they can't have a pie. So they have hot chip, they have hot chips or a, or a jam donut. I know are the two are the two most common that I heard after that. All right. When you go to a game, when you go to a game, where's your favorite place to sit to watch the game? I'd say, like, if we're in both the MCG, uh, MCG Adelaide Oval and SCG, like the middle tier mm -hmm. is really good because you can see the whole play no matter where, where you are on the field. Probably there because um, sometimes when you're on the lowest level, it's really hard to see the footy when it's down the other end. Mm -hmm. um, then when you're at the top, it's quite high. All so right. I like the Would you would you go wing behind the goals, midfield? Any preference there? Probably like the midfield wing area. It's a good view. All righty, all righty. And last but not least, last question, and this is my favorite because this this has got a ton of different answers. What's your favorite game of footy that you have ever seen? Women's, men's, doesn't matter. Favorite game of footy you've ever seen? Uh, 
Rasain. Um, huh. I reckon it was this year in the men's season, the Swans, uh, was it the prelim final against Collingwood that got into the grand final? That was a good one. That definitely had had heart palpitations for many Swans fans until that final siren, but <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, definitely a good one. Brianna, this has been fantastic. Thank you for taking the time out. Like I said, I'm enjoying the ba- I'm enjoying the background, even the random people walking behind you. <laughs> so it's it's perfect. It's perfectly fine. Absolutely love the chat again. As I as I said on our Instagram message, I, I really appreciate that you taking the time to do this. This is so much fun for me as a Swan Snuffy. Um, I I absolutely love love the team. I support the club as much as I possibly can. Again, I'm thirteen thousand kilometers away, but I don't know if you you can't really see it. But I've I've got Swan's gear up wherever I can. I've got the pride jersey behind yeah. me. I've got my <laughs> yeah. I've got my foundation membership i need to get it i need to get it into a picture to a picture case for sure um one of those things i i I hold very very close to my heart so i thank you so much for hopping on and uh, i really appreciate it no thank you so much i'm i'm actually like so i'm actually so aware of how many american fans of the afl there are i've seen so many of them on youtube it's actually so amazing um thank you guys for getting behind the league that's the only way it grows absolutely no problem in fact if you get a chance you get a chance to go on youtube look up usafl there's actually a league here in the states and i and i actually coach a team here in in the small in in the small state of iowa they're called the des moines roosters and I actually, okay. I actually coach our team here. In fact, I'll, I'll send you on Instagram one of our games from our national tournament. In fact, Danny yeah. Marshall, who plays for Essendon, was discovered in a USAFL game. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yep. In fact, our national tournament that we had this year was the week of your game against Essendon. And I, I, told, oh. I, I told this they had a viewing party of your game against Essendon because both Danny Marshall and then Jess Wushner played in Boston. So there was, there was a few. Yeah. Unfortunately, most of them were cheering for Essendon because of the USAFL connection. So, uh, so I didn't want to stay and and cheer for the opposite team. So I ended up watching, I ended up watching it in my hotel room. And that was again, a fantastic game, but that was, so if, yeah, if you get a chance, watch that there's our, our, there's national tournament games. There's all sorts of USAFL games on there. And um, so it's absolutely a blast. So we've got like 2,500 players in 50 different clubs throughout the country. That's crazy. That's amazing. Actually. Like, yeah. It's very overwhelming to see how quickly it's growing. Yeah, yeah, and, and and we're hoping to grow it even more. Alrighty, so I'm gonna end, I'm gonna end the podcast right here. Thank you, Brianna, so much. That has been another AFLW chat. Keep an eye out, ladies and gentlemen. Our preliminary and grand final preview episode will be out very very soon. We'll do a grand final episode. And then, unfortunately, the offseason. But, you know, we've got the AFL and AFLW going into offseason at the same time. Keep an eye out, and we will see you again very soon.